You got the best of the bastards. 357 for guaranteed head removal. That's that's a sweetie. You got your standard size 45, super size. That's a fucking hungry man right there. And you got the king of mayhem, half cannon, sword of justice. Take this fucker to the Holy Land, start your own crusade. Any one of these is bound to make you feel better about what's bothering you. Hey, Ralph. What's up, hey, dude? Hey, Dan. Hey, so, um, I saw... <laughs> uh, okay, so if you were going to buy um, some fresh fish for dinner, um, what is, like, one thing you would not want to see in the, the store where you'd be getting the fish? Like, what would turn you off from buying fish from that place? Um, I, I don't know where you're going with this. Sorry, so, I'm sorry. But, I mean, you'd think cleanliness and things like that. So I saw a story that in... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Are you talking about googly eyes? Yes. Googly in, eyes! In, in, in Kuwait. Um, I had that the, on my list, dude. <laughs> the police had to shut down a a store that was selling fish because what they were doing to make the fish look more fresh were taking those googly, those, those googly eyes like you'd put on like a, a draw a picture when you're a kid. They're putting googly eyes on the fish so they look like fresh fish. Like, what are you doing? That's, that's very innovative. <laughs> like it's a good Imagine you go home and you cook it and you're like, why did the eyes melt? Here's the thing. <laughs> Who would buy that dumb enough to not... <laughs> Like, I saw the pictures. Like I knew when immediately. When you grab the fish and the eye goes back and forth. <laughs> I don't think fish have the white parts of their eyes. I think some do, but they were putting it on like trout. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to episode 17 of You Watch, I Listen. Uh, we have a quick episode for today. But quick, I mean like an hour, not like 40 minutes. Uh, I want to start out giving a couple shout outs. Uh, first to our boys at Lobo Sound. Uh, you got to check out Lobo Sound and the Bobo EP, especially leading up to their second EP with Bobo. Um, a song, Songs oh, of a Festival. Nature, nature, which I'm grateful I got the credit for that. I don't even really remember saying it. Yeah, since it was you know me that said <laughs> it. Was it you that said it? Tomato, tomato. Um, so go check out Lobo Sound, uh, lobosound.com slash Bobo EP. Um, shout out to Blood Rain Lit Mag. Go check them out. And uh, one quick ad read for our buddies, ladies and gentlemen, bros and broads and genders of all shapes, sizes, and colors. We're here to tell you about our favorite drunken podcast, Fudge and Fins, hashtag Shots for Like Podcast. Fudge and Fins have friends come to their studio to talk sports, video games, movies, shows, and of course, have a few drinks to get loosey-goosey. The hashtag Shots for Lake podcast is available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Go follow them on Twitter at Shots for Lakes, on Instagram at Shots for Lake Podcast, and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Shots for Lake Podcast. The longer you wait to listen, the more shots you'll have to take all on your own. Don't drink alone drink with us um so again a shout out to them over there keith and dan do a great job um i was talking to someone that was on their show the other day and he's telling me how he, he he's like you need to be prepared to make sure you have a driver because my ride home didn't go very well after that oh, no. he's like within two minutes of leaving he crashed his truck so we'll make sure we don't do that um so again, i mean isn't the point of the show to get um Annihilated? Yeah, I mean, it is to get annihilated, but I don't think it's like hashtag shots for drive your car into a fucking tree. I don't think that's what they're going for. I think they want their friends to get home. I hope they want us to get home safe when we're on, which is just a couple weeks away, actually, um, which I'm really, really looking forward to. That's exciting. Um, I'm at, but even more so, I'm looking forward to this weekend. 
Um, what, what do we have going on this weekend, Ralph? We are going to the knitting conference. The, the knitting conference? The Rotary Club? <laughs> good, good improv, Ralph. Yeah, g- great job. Um, we actually have Ralph's bachelor party this weekend. As you know, he has oh, no. a fiancé, the fiancé. It's, it's hard to have a bachelor party without a fiancé. <laughs> I mean, we could try. But um, yeah, so we have a bachelor party this weekend. So we actually have something special lined up this Thursday since we won't be able to record um, over the weekend. Um, do we want to say it now or do you yeah, want to yeah, surprise say, it? Say it's it a now. football show. Yeah, it's a football show. We'll, we'll uh, probably review our... I think we should just review our picks on there. Um, just And we can just yeah. splice it out and put the movie or um, music review picks. You re- Both of us really only have a few days to watch and listen to whatever the recommendations yeah, are, and I, which um, is fine. I think my pick for you, it's going to be a pretty easy one for you. It's okay, not going to be uh, like these last couple weeks where... And same thing for me. Mine's not like an obscure movie, so that's really good. Um, but the, the while we're talking about football, why don't you go into what happened... Uh, this past week um, with fantasy football. Okay, so um, as a few of you know, um, <laughs> who were watching the live stream or probably watched it afterwards, we had our um, our fantasy draft. It was great. Um, Dan doesn't do fantasy, um, you know, regularly. Retired. I uh, I do it pretty frequently, so I took the lead on it, and I prepared. I made sheets. Me and Dan talked about it. We had a plan. Things were good. Things were ready to be good. Things were ready to be good. <laughs> Dan, and uh, to be fair, I don't think either of us were aware of this. No. As me being co-owner, that means all I'm allowed to do is look at what Dan's doing. And like, I think you could send me suggestions of yeah. things to do and things like Basically, that. Basically, I was player two. I was player three of a two-player game. You couldn't set any settings, difficulty, or no. anything? <laughs> so, round one comes up. We had the sixth pick. I decided I was going to take David Johnson, who happened to also be the first ranked on the board. And you I clicked, made it all the way to the sixth pick. Wow. Sixth pick. I clicked David Johnson. He's assigned to the team. That is normal. Yeah, that that you wanted him. Does that make sense? Um, then what wasn't normal was how um, everyone I picked in the subsequent rounds did not end up on my team. <laughs> and if you watch the live stream, you are watching me get unraveled as I am freaking out on why the computer is picking the players for me. Given I am present at the draft... And I am queuing the players up. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. When I'm aware that, like he said, I actually don't have any power. And everything was auto-picking. Yeah, you had the... um, David Johnson just happened to be the one that we were going to pick and auto-pick. He was the best player available during auto-pick, but we didn't realize it was auto-pick because that's who you're going to take anyway. And... uh, I mean, it makes sense that we weren't aware the co-manager thing didn't, but my first instinct, if I were you, would have been to log into the um, account, but it didn't click in our heads that you couldn't do it as a co-manager. No, so (laughs) it wasn't until about the fifth round, which, to be honest, was really poor on my part to not realize. Didn't we get Drew Brees in, like, the fifth round or something? So I'll read through our picks. Yeah, let's um, Now, mind you, the only pick that was... ours consciously was was David Johnson, Johnson. and even then, it was just by accident still. Um... This is probably one of the worst teams I've ever And mind put you, but guys, by the way, guys, this is a dynasty league. We're stuck with these players for the next couple seasons. What was the one thing I said? I am not going to take players who are old, old, um, on the downswing. You, you didn't know, basically you didn't want to be the Raiders. I didn't want to be the Raiders, <laughs> and now we are the Raiders. I have a question. Yeah, AJ Green. How old is he? He's got to be 31, 30. Is he fit the definition of a guy who won no, a dynasty league? I would not want him in the dynasty league. Well, he's our third overall pick. Lovely. He's good for one year in a, like a regular like one-off league or you know in daily fantasy. He's great. How about Drew Brees at the ripe age of 41? 
Is he 41, Drew Brees? Uh, he's either 39 or 41. And he stays he's healthy all the time. So go ahead. Go through our picks. Okay, first round, hour. David Johnson. A plus. Perfect. Value. It was just, there was no reason not to take him. Correct. Second round, I don't remember who I wanted, but I know as hell it wasn't Devontae fucking Adams. <laughs> who I literally told someone who was doing a draft last night, I would stay away from Devontae Adams If you early. watch a live stream, I'm pretty sure I say something to the effect of anyone but Adams. And then who did we get? Devontae Adams. <laughs> and, no, and you know, Devontae Adams is a good player. But he's not a dynasty player. He's not a dynasty player. He's going to be He's not like, even a third overall player. He's one of those guys where he's on the upswing and he could have a great season. I'm not willing to take that risk when there's, you know, players like Leonard Fournette on the board. Yeah, and that's who we wanted, Leonard Fournette. So, after De- Devontae Adams. We got A.J. Green and his AARP card. <laughs> we got Doug Baldwin and his one knee. Yeah, and he's not young either. He's, uh, what is it? I'm sure he's probably he's gotta 29. Be in his thir- he's got to be close 30. to his 30s, yeah. Golden Tate in the fourth round. No, fifth <sighs> round. Golden Tate. And when gold- you think of Golden Tate, you think of him as a, this is a must-have player. Nope. Do you know what Golden Tate is? He's a compromise. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So, at this point, I'm starting to realize that the system There's a problem. is... But I don't know how to fix it. Dan is being no help because he's just mocking me on the live stream. I was watching the live stream just laughing my fucking ass off as this was happening. So the next three picks, I'm not going to say I had any input in them because I hadn't had any input in any of the picks. But I wasn't even around to see these guys because I was logging out, logging in. So we got... Derek Henry, who I probably run faster than him. I actually like that pick. I think Henry's going to have a big year. In the sixth round? In a 10-team dynasty? If if you didn't get... He's young, first of all. He's going to be the starter long term. I'm telling you, Deion Lewis is going to have a better, comparable season. I I don't think he's going to get the bulk of the touches, if that's what we're coming down to. And I don't think he's going to stay healthy if he does get the bulk of the touches. Everyone has been cold on Henry this year. I know, and that's why I like him. I, I think that's one of those guys. That's I would have taken him in the eighth round. Ra- All right, so round. go on, Derek Henry, okay. six. And I really apologize for anyone who knows nothing about football and even less about fantasy. I might as well be speaking a different language. So I'll just yell really loud to know when I'm unsatisfied, and okay. you'll know if it's bad. All right, so seventh pick, Drew Brees. Not the end of the world. No. Okay. Doesn't meet any of the definitions, but he's a Hall of Famer. He's Correct. got a good offense. I can live with that. Yeah, and a good offensive coach who's always going to make sure he gets his uh, points in. These are the two picks where I lost it. <laughs> Trey Burden. <laughs> now, Trey Burden's the darling of everyone in fantasy. <laughs> yeah. He's a tight end for the Bears. You know, when you think of offensive juggernauts, you think of the Chicago Bears. And you think of Trey Burden. At Trey tight Burden end. with his 264 yards last year. How many touchdowns do you have? Like two? I, if he had two, that statistically is impossible. At that point, just take Anthony Fasana. <laughs> like same fucking difference. Oh Keep going. God. And then the pick of the pick of the draft. Yeah, this is our winner. New York Jets. Which, by the way, we both said no Jets and under we, any circumstance. No Jets. And who do we get? Isaiah Crowell, <laughs> who might not even be the lead back on his team. <laughs> what a draft! Yeah, you know it's a problem when Richie's happy. Richie was happy. Yeah, that's not good. I hate the Jets. Me and Dan don't have a lot in common with our sports. Like, we respect our teams. There's one common thing. We, hate we both Jets. hate the Jets. Yeah, we fucking despise the Dolphins, Jets. Dolphins, Giants, Jets, excellent. Oh, yeah, fuck, over the, them. fuck the Jets. And if I'm going to take a Jet, I'm not going to take Isaiah fucking Crowell. Yeah, like, if you're going to take anyone, you take... He uh, was a reject on the Browns. You take Robbie Anderson, maybe Quincy Anunia. Like, and you take him the late round. Yeah, you take him late as a sleeper. All right, who after that? After Isaiah Crowell? Then I finally got access. Okay. In the... Very, very smart 10th round. Okay. Sony Michelle. Okay. I think that's an upside pick. A lot of risk on it, but he's young. I, I hate his name. Good offense. 
He has the knee drain. You don't know what you're going to get because he's a patron. And he has a terrible name. He has a terrible name. <laughs> Expot Allison. <laughs> that was so stupid. I know. All right, go okay. ahead. Carlos Hyde, who... That's not great. a bad pick. If we take his one leg and Doug Baldwin's other leg, we have one you healthy have player. You have to account for Carlos Hyde missing at least three games. At this point, then, here's the second pick of the draft. I didn't know what to do, so I took Ryan Tannehill in the 12th round, who shouldn't be on a roster in fantasy. Well, to be No, that, to be fair... In a 2QB league. In a 2QB league, but in his last full season, before he got hurt, he was the number three quarterback in all fantasy. So the, he's someone that you could keep and use his trade bait if Drew Brees isn't playing well, because you never know when the age wall is going to hit. I actually don't think that's the worst thing you could do. Do you know what the smart thing to do? Not have four quarterbacks in the roster, because we have four. Okay, so keep going, Ryan Tannehill. We have one-eighth of the league's quarterbacks on our roster. Who do we got after Tannehill? Okay, um, Anthony Miller. He's my breakout player of the year. I think he's going to no, be great Royce for the No, Royce Freeman was. Okay, <laughs> second. Royce Freeman, who, by the way, we had two opportunities to draft. And couldn't. All right, keep going. Anthony Miller, wide receiver of the Bears. I know I just bashed the Bears, but he's... Now you have two Bears tight ends. No, I think Miller's oh, a yeah, wide out. Wide out, yeah. <laughs> two Bears then offensive players, I though. finally take a quarterback that makes sense. Patrick Mahomes. High reward, high risk. I think that's a perfect backup to a steady guy well, like Brees. It's also, it's, I don't even know if it's high risk because you're not relying on Pat Mahomes. Exactly. So it's low risk, high reward. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I guess that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, in the dynasty. He's someone I, you can hang on to. I took a homer pick for you. I took Kenny Stills. Yeah, which isn't a bad pick for At this point, I'm sorry to take flyers. And now it's yeah. looking kind of following it. Um, John Ross, this guy could be a home run. He could be a nothing. Yeah. He's going to sit he's, on our He's bench. an all or nothing receiver right now. My pick that I really liked, Darius Geis. Yeah, I like he's that He's going to sit on our IR, and then come back year. healthy next year. He tore his ACL in training camp. Everyone said that he had the potential to be a top 10 running back. Um, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I took a few Dan picks. Um, Jake Butt. <laughs> Jake Butt's going to have a great year. Watch. And... Um, just for you, I think you logged off after I did this. I took Josh McCown. <laughs> of course you did. So we literally have four. We quarter, have four quarterbacks. Josh McCown, who's going to be the backup to the two, should be the backup. <laughs> so, uh, so great, great work there. Um, and staying on the th- theme of fantasy uh, or football in general, um, Ralph and I are also going to do head-to-head picks this season. Um, mostly on the website, we'll put in our picks, and then yeah. we'll we'll discuss um the week after. Obviously, when we post it, it'll be after the fact, but the. The, well, no, our picks when we write them on the website at um, youwatchilisten.com will be before the week, and then we'll discuss them the week after. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so we're excited for some football stuff. We got some friends sitting in with us on Thursday. By the way, do you know what the best thing about this team is? That we're favored. We're fair by 13 points. I, to win this week or the season? The guy we're going against. Oh, no, no, the, this first matchup. We got a pretty good ranking, though, for our draft that we didn't do. Yeah, because it's based off Yahoo. Yahoo's yeah. grading Yahoo. Exactly. So that's pretty uh, cool. So why don't we jump into our reviews for last week since we're not right. going too long. So why don't you go first? Okay. You gave me, what was it, Death Sentence? Death Sentence Death with Kevin sentence. Bacon, and you stated specifically you love Kevin Bacon. I do love And Kevin I rewatched Bacon. the movie last night. I hadn't seen it in okay. a few years. Okay, couple things. This movie sucks. I know, it's absurd. I love it, but it's absurd. I loved it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But it it's, is hands down the worst movie you have given I me. I agree. But I had so much fun watching how bad it was. Yeah, it was it, entertaining. It was really entertaining. I watched it with the fiance, and halfway through, she's just like, point, she's making a list of all the issues. When did you watch it? I watched it last night. After okay. You. Me and the landlord watched it last night. She was doing the same fucking thing, <laughs> ripping on it. And I'm like, I like this fucking movie. She's saying things. She's using words like, should they follow a police report? <laughs> Should he be arrested? Yeah, I said that to the landlord. I'm like, you got to suspend disbelief for a movie like this. Uh, the least scariest gang ever. Yeah, exactly. The gangs of the Warriors were more believable. <laughs> I know. 
<laughs> they all have tribal tattoos. Like, yeah, they're all skinheads. John Goodman is never in a bad role until this movie. John Goodman, dude, sucks. he's also fatter than ever in this he's one. He's fat, he's sweating. He looks like Micah. <laughs> Nothing made sense. He's giving him the gun. He looks like he was in the pit. Oh, like, oh, my. Uh, so uh, the landlord was saying the same thing. She was so mad about watching it. And I'm like, I like it. I think it's an enjoyable movie. It's it was a- so stupid that I, I, you know what it is? It's the opposite of Sunshine. Sunshine thinks it's smarter it than It takes itself too seriously. This movie maybe should have that when, it, get, when, it, gets, when it gets gratuitously violent, it's fun. It's I, ridiculous. The scene when he's in the warehouse, I'm like, this is a video game. <laughs> yeah, dude. The guys are getting blown back this is so, 10 feet from a buckshot. Do you from, remember the game Soldier of Fortune? Yes. <laughs> it was Soldier of Fortune. So it's so bad that by, it's great. And by the way, he loses the end. His entire family gets killed except for his comatose kid. And he dies. They don't establish it. it you I assume think it's impli- And there is an alternate ending where he does die. He's so, all pale. Sorry again, spoiler alert. I thought Kevin Bacon was decent in it. It was definitely hammy and campy. Kevin but, Bacon made the same uh, facial expressions scene. that um, Clint, Clint Eastwood made in the other the, movie, the land, uh, Gran Torino. The, the landlord, yeah, he did. The landlord was saying, "If Ralph likes this movie, I think I think his taste sucks." I'm like, I was like, I think he's gonna like it because of how ridiculous it is. I liked it the way I like Freddie Got Fingered. Yeah, it was it was fun. Like it, it's one that I could keep on, and I don't feel like I have to be fully invested. I actually would walk out of the room to get something, and the fiance would be, "You want me to pause?" I'm like, "No, nah, I'm good." Yeah, you know what's going on. Um, was, I'll say what was a cool scene. The scene in the um. Uh, the parking garage that was a really scene. great scene. It was filmed. Did well. not fit the rest of the movie because it was so well. Yeah, filmed. it was a well filmed scene. And what's weird, the director James Wan, he, like he, you could tell that it's his type of filmmaking because a lot of the scenes are filmed like the Conjuring and the Saw movies. Um, but I, again, I don't think it's some kind of fucking Oscar winner. I think it was a fun, entertaining movie. It's it's first off, it's a guy's movie, one hundred percent. Oh yeah, it's fully a guy's movie. It's a Vendetta Vigilante movie, isn't it? Um, I read afterwards, isn't it the sequel? The book's the sequel to Death Wish. Correct. Yeah. Yes. So I'm like watching, I'm like, why am I watching Death Wish? Well, it's funny when I was talking to the landlord, she's like, I don't want to watch Death Wish. I'm like, I know you don't want to watch Death Wish. We're not watching Death Wish, we're watching Death Wish. I love that you watched it, because we got back last night after being out at the bar, and um, me me and the landlord watch it, and I guess you and the fiance watch it. For quality of movie, I give it a one. It is by far one of the worst. For for entertainment purposes. It was like a three and a half. I liked it. It was an entertaining movie. And again, the landlord and the fiance are both like thinking logistics in a movie where the guy goes in court and says, I was wrong, I don't think that was the guy. <laughs> just, and then he walks away with no like police. They don't go. Okay, this guy's the judge clear. doesn't dismiss him. He just walks out. The, the judge gets mad at Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Kevin Bacon's son got killed. The judge is giving him tough love. <laughs> so I, it, I like the I like the there's a person from every con in, in the gang because that's how gangs see, really this are. This is why I've recommended this movie to people like you, and I know Taylor would love. Uh, oh, it, was, it was a fun it was movie. So it was so stupid, but it was fun. I enjoyed it a lot more Thank than you. I should have. Yeah, exactly. You enjoyed it more than you should have, and it was definitely one that when I was younger I held it in a different type of regard than I do now and it helped that I was a little ripped when I watched it last night because I was able to decipher it I did get annoyed with the landlord because I'm sitting there like I am enjoying the movie and she's ripping on it I'm like shut the fuck up I like the, this movie the fiance was in, <laughs> she was ripping on it but she was enjoying she ripping was on it yeah, yeah we, I think the landlord was she doing fell asleep and she went tell me how it ends and I'm like I can tell you how it ends everyone <laughs> dies yeah everyone dies I uh, thought I thought the only thing that caught me by surprise was when um his family got killed yeah and I thought I, I thought that was a dream but here's the thing 
because there was such little character development, I went, oh, they died, okay. Yeah, it was Travolta's wife that was playing his <laughs> wife. <laughs> so, all right, I'm glad you were at least entertained by it. We could pick up, it was By a the way, the pick. gang kills two cops, and the cops go, well, this stinks. Yeah, they, they, they decide that this they is what we take They wouldn't up. have all forces, two <laughs> and, officers down. And, and the one thing the landlord said that made me laugh hard, said the worst scene, the most unbelievable scene is when he goes to John Goodman to buy the guns, and John he's Goodman like, lets he, goes, go. he goes, oh, you're going to kill my son? All right, see you later. <laughs> you could have taken, you could have taken so many characters out of the movie, and nothing in the plot would change. I didn't think Kevin Bacon. Landlord thought Kevin Bacon was terrible. I didn't think he was that bad. I think he was he playing. Was Kevin the, Bacon. He was playing the way it was written. She specifically pointed out the scene where it was. It was definitely his worst acting in the movie. Was when he was in the shower and started crying. He's crying. It was so random. Oh. Sarah McLaughlin songs are playing. Like what? I know. I do like the one song they use in there. The one that plays like after he die, after the family gets killed. It's a band called Pilot Speed. I actually do like them in that song. But it's such a it, the, the the one thing they could have been playing Motorhead for all I care. Like <laughs> just playing Megadeth. <laughs> I, this was such an absurd movie. It was so absurd. Like I'm probably never going to watch it again. But I've seen it but, in every but other movie. But if there was like, nothing on, and you saw it on like TBS. You'll leave it on because it's one I, of those you could just leave on in the. Do back. you know what? You know what this movie is. Me Predator Co- 2. We watch local news a lot because we love how bad local news is. Oh, local is. news is great. This would be if local news produced a movie. Well, I'm glad you were in- entertained. Right. So why don't we go into the review Deep. of your album. Dope this smoker. was uh, Sleep's album, Dope Smoker. And I hit the play on the first song, and I see the first of two songs, and I see 57 minutes. I'm like, this motherfucker. But I sunk into it. Even being sober... I was like, all right, I could get into this. Like, I was sitting there at my desk the first time I listened to it, and I liked it more than the last one you gave me, The Sciences, because it was just one cohesive mix of sound that continued for almost an hour, and I found myself, as it was going on, like, getting more and more into it. And then I listened to it a little fucked up, and I was like, yeah, this is my fucking jam right here. You get it. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm so happy you get I, it. I, I really got invested to it. I've never had a song longer than 20 minutes that I was like, I want to listen to this. And I've listened to this like 10 times. I was sitting there, dude. I was watching this. This is how ADD I am sometimes. I was playing Madden. I was watching The Sopranos. And I was listening to Dope Smoker. <laughs> Everything about Dope Smoker shouldn't work, but it does. It does, yeah. It's just something like, I think, and this is where I differ with a lot of music, is I want to feel what, I've said this before, I want to feel what the musicians were thinking Mm -hmm. or feeling when they were recording and writing. And with these guys, in a weird way, usually you get that mostly with like emotional pieces. This is something that's emotional them in a different way. It's just their state of mind. I would say this is what's going through their minds when they do anything. They wanted to push the limits of what could be done. Oh, they did. And I don't know if you uh, read my write-up. I did. Um, they really didn't have all that much credit. Like stoner metal wasn't this like it's not a subgenre. It, it's not a typical subgenre. No. So like it had a little success. So they're walking in like they're the fucking Beatles in '64. Like take it or leave it. Exactly. They didn't the give balls a- on these guys. Yeah, they didn't give a fuck. Like literally, like there was like a five minute stretch of the part of the song where it was just the same riff for five minutes, like no change. And I was expecting like to he- start hearing "Smooth" by Carlos Santana. Like, <laughs> what were they gonna do next? But overall, and then I like the other one, "Holy Mountain," for being a twelve minute song was a really cool. Is that song. the one? So yeah, I, it's, it sounds very like garage bandy. So I didn't know this. So apparently, because of the weird history of it there's three distinct versions of it there's the one where the record company chopped up into five shorter tracks um which the band said no 
that's not the album you need to listen to. Uh, who can tell the fucking difference? It's yeah. the same song. But um, so then every time they re-released it, they always would put an Easter egg, a second track on there. Um, one of them was Sonic Titan, which they actually finally released on the Sciences. Okay. Um, Holy Mountain. I guess it was was it a live version or I, it was it. It didn't even sound like a live version because there's no audience in the back. It sounded like it was just recorded in a garage. Like it sounded very yeah, very. Yeah, that's a re-recording of um their first album. They have a song on Holy Mountain. So they always I just so they don't screw their fans over. Well, they always give them a little extra. The thing I dug about the shift from Dope Smoker to Holy Mountain was Dope Smoker was this very well-refined, well-mixed, well-edited song that was an hour long, and it sounded like there was no mistakes or no second guesses. On Holy Mountain, it sounds like they did one fucking just jam session for 12 minutes, and they're like, this is it, take it or leave it. Fuck it it's and good. I respect that tremendously. Um, so I'm very happy you introduced Sleep to me, because this is one, I actually was recommending him to our buddy Jeremy the other day when I saw him, because oh, okay. he's into like... Oh, like, he would, he, knowing Jeremy, he would he, love I, this. We were talking about Bass Nectar, and then I was like... Uh, it's Bass Nectar. Bass Nectar, Bass Nectar, like a bass... <laughs> Bass Nectar. It's a fishing band. It's a, I'm it's a fishing a, stoner I'm band. I'm picturing a fish eating like a flower. <laughs> but um, overall, Sleep Dope Smoker. I got to give this one. I liked it more than the last one. It's like a 3.8 out of 5. I was highly entertained. It's, I really enjoyed it's it. A, it's a unique album, and it's a difficult album, but it is... When you finish it, don't you feel accomplished? Yes, and this is one I would want to listen to on a long drive. Um, and it's funny because Greg said the same thing to me when he saw. He's like, "I'm surprised it took uh, Ralph this long to give it to you." And I'm like, "I'm happy he did." Because I could I, have given you this week one. This no, had to be some I had no, to ease you it, into. This was really cool. So uh, that's sleep. why I gave you the sciences because so, I was like, "So I'm very happy that this week we were both very." Pleasantly surprised in different ways by the uh, the picks we gave. I actually thought you were going to hate Dope Smoker, but nah, for the man. first time, if you hate it, I was going to say I totally understand it. But the fact that you loved it made me I, so. happy. I loved it from the when I was first listening to it. After the first like ten minutes, and I'm like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then after the next ten minutes, I'm like, "I love what the fuck is happening." I still didn't know what was happening, but I loved it exactly. So that was a really cool one. So, um, why, where do you want to go from here? Because we said we're going to keep it an hour. Do you want to jump into our picks for this week and then go over our random yeah, bullshit let's we do, have? Um, quick ones. Um, I, what the fuck did I do with my pen? Did oh, you take my pen or yeah, we'll switch I, back I, and forth? I fidget with it. So why don't I go first yeah. and give you my pick for a movie? And I'm going to give you one. This is relevant it comes out this week on dvd we talked day. about it quite a bit i'm gonna finally give you and you have three days to watch it hereditary um i know the landlord the fiance wants to watch it i have no chance of getting the landlord to watch it under any circumstances um it, i know it's available to stream on certain platforms right now so you can buy it, rent it. it or whatever um we've talked about hereditary a bunch on here we talked about it with taylor last week um scariest movie i've seen in years um it's an incredibly well-made horror movie for you i know how you go with horror you don't like the conjuring like house hauntings and everything but you do seem to like some things that t walk the line of the occult. Well, oh, I not, love it's not stuff. obvious. Um, and this is if you like Rosemary's Baby, if you like The Exorcist, um, specifically more Rosemary's Baby, The Omen as well. This is along those lines okay. where it kind of keeps you. It, it takes a shift from being a psychological thriller to a straight up horror movie. But the acting is incredible. Tony Collette's amazing. Gabriel Byrne is amazing. Uh, the little girl uh, whose name I don't remember is great, and the son Alex Wolf, I believe his name is, is fantastic. I'm really happy to be giving you one that is a current release and not a 10 or 12 year old movie, which I don't care about doing. But it is cool to give you something a little more recent. And I feel like I, I feel like everyone's in the Hereditary Club except for me, so I'm kind of happy. Yeah, which about is surprising. Can you do me a favor. Sure. I think I'm a little. Uh, um, 
Can you just turn my knob down a little tiny bit? Your knob? Oh, All good right. one. Okay. Yeah, uh, that's better. <laughs> so um, your pick this week with a few days to watch is Hereditary, Hereditary. Um, and I'm very excited to hear what you have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'll have an opinion. I'm yeah, sure, one way this, or the other. This is my prediction, knowing nothing about the movie. I probably will say it's not a movie for me, but I get it. Yeah, that's what I, I'm probably I think say. I don't see how anyone would be able to watch Hereditary and at a minimum not be able to acknowledge how well made of a horror movie it is without relying on jump scares, without the, the streaking music and the door closing jump, which is the common theme in movies like The Conjuring, as much as I do enjoy The Conjuring. It doesn't rely on that. And as well, being a first time director to have a movie that is this honed in for your first movie in a genre that is very hard to break into and make a great great movie it's very easy to make a horror movie it's very difficult to make a great horror movie especially in your first try I've always said I don't know what scares me so I wouldn't know what to scare other people so I'm hoping that this kind of the ones that I like aren't really scary movies like I thought the autopsy of Jane Doe and I'll watch a whole lot of them yeah I really like that movie a lot it was a great movie I wouldn't say it was scary but I enjoyed it the witch same thing I enjoyed the witch didn't scare you didn't scare me so I kind of want to be scared I think the kind of stuff that would creep you out is the stuff that well, like I was saying, walks the line of realism, mm-hmm. where it's real-life horrors, and then it takes a turn. I get more scared of Black Mirror than any horror movie. That's kind because, of where well, my mindset is, because okay. that's realistic. You don't really need to suspend disbelief too much with that. Um, you got a lot of humanity, yeah, which I yeah. find scarier than like a monster. And or it, it works with stuff which is taking over our society yeah. with technology. So this one, it walks the line of realism into the occult stuff, which whether you believe or not, it can be done very well if it's done properly. All right, hereditary. So, all right, so hereditary. What do you got for me? I'm giving you um, the genre that I really neglect the most, and I think you already know it's coming. I'm giving you Run the Jewels. Okay, cool. Um, I know you've heard Run the Jewels. I know you know a little bit about them. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going to give you, they have three albums, they're all called Run the Jewels. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you the first Run the Jewels. They're all great. Um, they're all pretty, first album. same level. Um, I would say probably the best rap group or rap act to come out in the last five years or so. I, I would be comfortable saying that as well. Just from what I've heard, I've never heard an album the whole way through, but I'm familiar with a lot of it, the work. It mixes the technology to produce rap. Yeah, that's the problem. I think technology has moved to the point where it's very easy to make a good rap beat. Yeah, but it's difficult to make a great rap song because it's so easy. Exactly. And the other difficult thing is, and for it used to be the common thing that rap groups were big and they were great, and then over the last twenty years, it's not really a thing. Like, what do we have? G Unit, who kind of stunk. D Twelve, who kind of stunk. Like, they didn't really have rap groups. And uh, when rap you think group- about Wu Tang, NWA, The Roots. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's all kinds out there. Fuji's like they don't work. It sounds like. Your turn, your turn, your turn. They don't mesh well. LP and um, uh, I think Killer Mike. Yeah, what's his name? Killer Mike. Um, great chemistry. One will end, and the other one will just pick up, and it almost sound like one guy doing two voices. Okay. Like they're so, um, they're so in sync. Um, I need to re-listen to the album myself because um, they don't put out great cohesive albums. Which you know, if you've listened to the show, that's kind of a thing with me. It sounds like okay, these are twelve great songs. Yeah. So I need to kind of refresh myself. I do know of all of them, this is the one I like the most. But, you know, if you listen to Run the Jewels 2, it's the same quality. Um, Run the Jewels 3 was really good, too. Actually, that one I probably like um, second most. Okay. They actually do something cool. They actually have an instrumental album. Um, they always release the main album and then a weird sub, um, like, um, 
remix, I would yeah, say. Yeah. So they have the instrumental for the first one. The second album, they released Meow the Jewels, where all the vocals were replaced with cat noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stupid, but you go, this serious, like, hardcore album, and they're going, oh, now here's cat noises. That's awesome. So um, um, your pick for me is Run yeah. the Jewels. Or I, I, it's, just, it's just their first album. Run the Jewels. They are, And they also, you know how much I like this. First song is called Run the Jewels on the album Run the Jewels by the band Run, Run the, the Jewels. Jewels. That's awesome. Always a great uh So yeah, great it, thing I actually kind of like that we have like a shorter window cuz I really have to cram it and you have to cram the movie obviously. So you get to I'm going to watch it driving home. <laughs> yeah, on the iPhone. I would not want to watch that movie driving home. Um but uh yeah, I mean we we got well, we ample time especially because we have a you have a, f- a Friday off. Yeah, we got time and then uh obviously football on Thursday. Uh opening game is Falcons yeah. Eagles and Josh will be coming in a little late to see how the Falcons are doing. Do, you you, you, I actually think the Falcons are going to win. You'll know how the Falcons are doing because of the way Josh enters a room. He'll either yell "fuck" or "yeah." Yeah, exactly. He'll do a Ric Flair. Or no, if they're like getting crushed, he I I am putting he money won't show on. Up. He won't show. He won't up. show. Up. I was shocked when he showed up at my birthday this past year when the Falcons lost in the playoffs. I thought he was going to just bail, and then he walks in and he's like, "Oh, they fucking suck. Fuck this." So we'll see. Um, uh, speaking of rap, sure. Um, I know we talked a little bit of this off air. Mm-hmm. Driving here, I listened to Eminem's new album, yeah. Kamikaze. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna give a full review because, to be honest, I've only listened to it once, so this is just kind of raw thoughts. I really like the album. Yeah. Um, I think it's his best album since his first um Eminem show. It's definitely his best work since the Eminem show. But um, that was when I was done with Eminem too. Com- so completely different from the last bullshit album. Um, it's not poppy, which is what he's been doing. He, he, listen, you, I think you lose your credibility after your second pop duet with Rihanna. <laughs> there's a few clunkers on here um i think the opening track is some of the best stuff he's done yeah, in a yeah. while he sounds angry he sounds energetic um he does fall into the typical eminem cliches where uh you know still i don't make- give a fuck what you think about me that's why i'm going to mention it every yeah, song still talks a little bit about trump and pence and whatever no, which, not nearly as no, much as I not expected. as much as the last time he's a, but i actually kind of respect that he acknowledges how much his stuff has sucked recently um he talks about how the last the last album he has not had a good album and i don't care what anyone says he's not had a good album since the eminem show he's had good songs there's been good songs on some of those albums. I didn't, Rap God is a great. Rap was, God is fucking great. I always confuse them. Relapse and recovery. Yeah, relapse I, and recovery. I know we differ on this one. I didn't like recovery. I didn't think recovery was that bad, but it's pop Eminem. I, That's probably the peak so of what pop was it? Eminem. It was um, he had the Eminem show, then it was Encore, which was awful. That was when he started doing that song like Mockingbird about Ew. his toy soldiers, which he was like, oh, I'm paying I forgot for, about Encore. Um, that was terrible. He had that song where he did like the Pee Wee Herman laugh on the chorus. Just then lose he, it. Um, then he. Re- did he retire? No, whatever. He stopped doing pills is what happened. So, yeah, he retired from, he making, did relapse, good, he retired from was, making good music. Relapse was... You know, Relapse, because of how bad um, the last album was, I think we forget how awful Relapse was. I think Relapse might be his worst and work. I, I think... And so I will... So I listened to Kamikaze a couple times, and uh, just because everyone was talking about it, and I said... Actually, I said on Twitter, like, I haven't been interested in anything Eminem's done since the Eminem show. And I was like, you know, it's not fair if I don't at least give it a try. And I did not hate it as much as I thought I would. It was definitely the best thing he's put out. But I will, again, have no desire to really go back and revisit it. It's, Eminem's, it's not a classic album. No. So th- this, these were his albums. That you go back okay. to the big ones. You had um, the Slim Shady LP, Fantastic. Uh, he also had the, that weird one that before he got famous, I was only on cassette. Well, Infinite. Was the, that, yeah, Infinite. Infinite. Yeah, so, um, then you had the Marshall Mathers LP, Certifiable Classic. Eminem Show, great album. Eminem Show's my favorite. Um, and then Encore. That's when I became done with him. Encore wasn't that bad. I liked Encore. Uh, that was the one that had the Mockingbird Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm 
I'm yeah. confusing. Yeah, Encore so, sucks. I'm, then, thinking, um, uh, I'm thinking Eminem show. Then Relapse stunk. They all have, they all have the same album cover, which yeah, confuses Recovery. Me. I, recovery wasn't that bad. And then uh, then the Marshall Mathers LP2 mm. sucked. Um, Rap God is a dope fucking song. Revival sucked. Revival is and, bad. Um, it's He can still fucking spit with the best of them. There's not many people that can rap as well as Eminem, but I just... It, I said this to you off the air. I need something tragic in his life to happen so he gets angry again, and I want him to talk about killing people and hurting his family. That's the Eminem that I fell in love with, and it's kind of weird that like a 45-year-old man that still is talking about on a song about raping his mother, but that was what made Eminem Eminem, and the second he got neutered and snipped, I believe that people fell into the nostalgia of Eminem more so than actual Eminem. And it's the same thing. When, remember when Dr. Dre came out with a song a few years ago, that I Need a Doctor song? Ugh. And people were like, oh my God, Dre's back. Like you mean by making the same sappy shit Eminem's no. been doing for the last three no, albums? No, no. That song, I I literally lost respect for anyone that thought that I Need a Doctor song was good, and I'm glad it convinced Dr. Dre that he should not release an album. Just sit on that Beats money and produce and shut the fuck up, Dre. No let, one cares. Let me go through him real quick because go I'm, back I'm, to I'm, slapping D Barnes. I want to confuse. I'm, I'm getting confused because I literally said. Encore stinks, and then I said, "Oh, I liked Encore," so I'm confusing them. I know people that liked Encore. No, Encore, Encore's the one I dislike. Yeah. Eminem shows the one I really like. Eminem show was great. Um, that 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 what what's were the big songs? Those on? lose yourself. Yeah, lose yourself. No, um, lose, was was it on there? Lose yourself was the Eight Mile soundtrack. Yeah, oh yeah, you're yeah, right. Lose you're yourself right, you're was um that without was the, me without, without me was, um, was that oh, look up the songs on it because there was a, a big big single on um, Eminem show um, cleaning out my closet yeah that's the one I thought of that's a, that's what might be his without be- me. That, that could arguably be one of his best songs um till I collapse oh, wh- White America is fucking great to open up an album I think I'm gonna listen and, to this on the way home and oh sing for the moment I know you don't like uh, Aerosmith but his cover sing in the moment I love that's the only Aerosmith song I love oh that's well, so that, that, that's their first big song yeah um, they peaked right. early so yeah um, I, I had Eminem written down as well I I, uh, I I liked it a lot I think it's not must listen but I'll say this if it was released during his golden time it would be praised I think it would be praised yeah. I think it's just we've had enough of Eminem and we've had oh, he's I, let us down so much I just I'm, thought about another terrible song off Encore his anti-Bush song Mosh oh, oh my god oh. that was so bad oh. and people that convinced themselves that that shit was good really need to reevaluate a lot of decisions they've made you know what I really like about Conga <laughs> I love the album comes out no warning yeah I, I, I want to see more people do uh, that and I think this album fit it sounds like I'm going to do everything I did with Revival and do the opposite. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, it, it, Which, that's not always the best way to say... I, I want to see more artists just drop an album. I think when like Tool's album finally comes out, it's just going to come out. I don't think they're going to do any promotion. It's just going to come out. Brand New did that with Science Fiction, and I think that's their best album. Yeah, so, so um, I had that written down. I had a couple things here. Yeah. Um, you remember the, the books when we were kids? They were like the first horror books for kids, the scary stories to tell in the dark. They had like kind of that. Oh, with that great artwork. Yeah, yeah. So they're, it, they're, it's being made into a movie. Um, oh. And w- listen, Guillermo del Toro is producing Ooh, and writing it. Okay, and okay, I'm in. I was indifferent to the idea of this being made a movie, and then I heard del Toro was on it. And then the one thing I was worried about is what the movie was going to look like. And someone asked him on Twitter the other day. Um, are you going to try having this movie filmed to look like the books? And he said, 100%. You can't do those he stories. Gets it. Yeah. He gets it. He's not directing it, but the director of it has um, did make... Oh, it's the director of uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe is doing it. Uh, I'm in. Um, I'm so in. I think it's a great idea. I think the idea of making a, a, a preteen or children's horror movie is kind of lost in today's world. Um, like, Actually, I was surprised at how much I liked the Goosebumps movie, but when we were kids, we had the Goosebumps series, which for horror, for kids, that and Are You Afraid of the Dark? Another one. Oh. It can be done well. if the, you, you have to take some risks. You have you know to what, take some risks. I think you need to frame it in... 
you need to frame it as if you're a, like a preteen or a teenager and what scares them. Don't do, you're an adult watching a preteen yeah, and yeah. that's hard to capture and I don't know how you do it. Yeah. Like, you need to feel like how you would feel 14 reacting yeah, to this Exactly. Shit. Like, that's like so many people, the first movie that scared them will still resonate with them as an adult because it just it's that memory that's ingrained in their head. So that I'm really excited about. And the other big movie news that I'm excited about is a movie and TV, I guess. But they have confirmed, this is Disney, Marvel, that they are working with Wesley Snipes on a new Blade project. Yes. And it, it could be possible that it is a TV series and a movie or just one or the other. I don't care. I just I want, want, I want it. To, in my honest opinion, the Blade, first two Blade movies are the best that Marvel has ever put out. Um, there's been some great ones in there. Iron Man's great. The Captain America movies are great. Blade 2 is probably my favorite Marvel movie, period. And Marvel and all you fanboys of the MCU have Blade to thank for everything that's happened since. You have, uh, there would be no X-Men. There would be no Spider-Man. There would be none of that if Blade wasn't such a surprising success. And it's a lesser-known character to non-comic book fans as I well. I actually didn't know it was a comic book movie until afterwards. I yeah, just thought they it was didn't a... make rated R comic book movies at that point. Then, you only you know, had the Superman and Tim Burton Batman films. And then you had the stupid fucking vampire movement. That's how vampires uh, well, should be. Yeah, well, yeah, after Twilight. But there had been uh, another really underrated vampire movie that had come out in the last you know, in this century was uh, 30 Days a Night with Josh Harnett where it was in Alaska and the vampires went up there because it was when Alaska is the period of pure darkness. That was yeah. a dope movie. I, I, I know, the, I didn't see it, but I know the one but you're talking But Blade 2, that was Del Toro also and I think Blade 2 is a, a masterpiece. Blade 2 is really And good. I think the first one is great too. It's a little dated CGI-wise. I know you don't like the third one. I don't... Trinity's fun, it, it, yeah. but it doesn't have the same quality of story. It's a little more slapsticky. I mean, to be honest, the first two probably shouldn't have been as good as they no, were. No, they so. didn't have any right, but the first one, like, Stephen Dorff is the villain in the first Blade is fucking fantastic. He's so, good in everything. I'm excited to see if uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, what he has to do with this, and if it gets it off the ground, but I think it's a little overdue. I think people are ready for an R-rated comic book movie at this point, because what was the last one? Watchmen or Kick-Ass, I guess? Kick-Ass was Kick-Ass. the last one? I like Kick-Ass. I, Kick-Ass. I know you do, but I like Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass too wasn't as good. Uh, I want to just take a step back. So the scary movie, dark, whatever those books are called, scary. To- they actually re-released dark. them. Um, I remember when my sister was yeah, in high yeah, school. Yeah. She brought, and they changed the art. Look what they fucking. It's fucking did. creepy, man. So like that shit should terrify. That shit should creep out a, a child or an adult. So the the first picture, it's that like weird. It's there's no grays. It's black and white. So it's like almost looks like a photocopy, and it's showing comparison of the old art and the new art. And you know, I guess we could put it on the page. The one has her face is all like rotting from a spider bite. There just has a pretty girl sitting there with like a daddy long legs like, oh, I'm going to get like the, the, the it's creepy. Look at this one. Yeah, that's her eyes terrifying. Are out. Yeah, this you, one's like, you, you know, post these fucking Mr. Face. Magoo, you know, dating, a, you know, a mannequin. Yeah, we got to got to post I'll, those I'll to post the face. Look at this. What is that? That's some creepy. I really it's hope this movie. It's a decrepit scarecrow. And then there's just like, you know, uh, a regular scarecrow. That, I, I like I'll, that. I'll post these on the page, um, but it, it, it's it's annoying. So we had one thing. We're, I think we're going to just close. I think we skip hot takes and we do our little um, stunt here. I have one last go, thing. We can do it real ahead, quick. Go ahead. I just found a new account that's my favorite. Okay. Jimmy Seafood. Jim- have oh, you been I know, following I know that? Jimmy Seafood. Yeah. I wanna, okay. I'm going to write it down because I want to go into more of it and post some screenshots. We'll, we'll, we'll just do some quick thing. Jimmy Seafood is going to war with PETA. I've never heard of Jimmy's food, Seafood. Next time I see it, I'm going to order five things off their menu. Okay, apparently it started where a shipment of lobsters uh, crashed, and the lobsters died. And pitas, because they're pitas, you know, 
get going all like freaking the fuck out about it. They actually want to build a monument a monument for the lobsters lost in the crash. Lobsters don't feel anything. They're an ectoskeleton, and that's Ugh. it. They don't feel. They they literally don't. They, the the myth about them screaming when you boil them is just it's, that a it's myth. air coming it's out. It's air of coming out. Lobsters, any kind of crustacean, does not feel anything. So you should never feel bad. And this goes for vegans and vegetarians. You might as well be eating a piece of lettuce. And you know, like worse comes <laughs> worse. You can. You can, like, put a knife in it, kill it real quick, and then throw it in the water. Like, there's ways around it. Yeah. If you have a conscious, they, I don't. They literally cannot suffer. They don't have no, a central nervous system. Um, so Jimmy's goes, fuck you, PETA. They're going to war with them. They posted a picture. So you know how PETA puts saw, down, I, um, like, animals? Yeah, of and course. They have they a meal. It's a lobster, two crabs, and four jumbo shrimp. And they said... You get seven animals, and that's three hundred and sixty-five thousand nine hundred and ninety-three less than Peta kills. <laughs> oh, shit. then they posted pictures at Peta's headquarters. It's like we're waiting, come out. Yeah, no, I. Someone should go right. Anyone that's protesting a business that uh, a food food service industry. It reminds me of this. There was this one that was going around viral a few months back. There was these group of vegan protesters at some guy's restaurant in the city, and they were going right into the front of his storefront every day and protesting. And he just started cutting meat in front of them. Yeah, right in the and window. Then he and then, was the and then they called the cops, and he's like, "What? He's not doing anything wrong." I support anyone. Listen, I don't care if someone's a vegan or a vegetarian, but don't preach like you know better when no one really knows. On the other end of the spectrum, remember a few uh, weeks ago there was some going viral where there was like a vegan festival, and a guy went yeah. in there eating raw meat. Yeah, like, what yeah. are you doing? You're doing what they do yeah, to you. Exactly. Like, That's just being an asshole. Yeah, to be an, being asshole. an asshole. It's kind of funny, but uh, you're not going to get your ass kicked because they don't have yeah, the protein, <laughs> the muscles. They don't have the strength. It's true. Vegetarians and vegans are naturally weaker people physically and emotionally I, I honestly have no problem like no, I, I understand what vegan is no listen, and, and I to it, be honest I under you're probably morally superior yeah I just don't need to hear know, it every five you're seconds. probably more you're a better superior, person than me but I acknowledge that most people are morally superior to me I, I have no morals everyone's morally yeah. oh because you're somewhat better um and uh, the last thing I had before we do this yeah. stunt which I'll explain is um it's actually got on the subject of PETA. Uh, what do you think about animal crackers? You like animal crackers? And is it a cookie or a cracker? It's a cookie. It's let's a be cookie. fair. Did you heard this whole thing? Yes. So, um, if you guys aren't aware, uh, PETA has been going after the company that makes animal crackers. You know, the famous small little box you can get in ShopRite where the animals are in the front. And they're saying it's be they're going after them because on the box, these cartoon animals are in cages. And that it represents systematic oppression of uh, zoo animals. It does. Fine. It, they're right. It, uh, oh, shut up. <laughs> um, if any, it, it's... Okay, first off, it's a fucking cartoon. If it'd be bad if they had the like, real pictures of animals on there getting like prodded, <laughs> like that would be a problem. So animal crackers, they fucked up and they said they they apologized and they took the cages out of the animals. And then I saw a fucking Vox who fucking stinks saying that it also it still represents systematic oppression of animals that there shouldn't be animals on it, and the crackers themselves shouldn't be animals because it's encouraging big game hunting. Okay, Vox. <laughs> now I want I I'm, I'm against big game hunting for trophy hunting. Now I want to do it. Like my if I'm if I ever had a make a wish, my make a wish is to go big game hunting for some type of like endangered species. <laughs> Why would you get a make a wish? Because <laughs> I don't know. I wish I had one. You know what? <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so I would want to hunt like a bald eagle or a giant panda or my other back fallback would be to dump flesh eating fish into a public swimming pool. <laughs> that's that's my wake of wish. That's what see these kids are so dumb. They want to go to Disneyland. They want to go to WrestleMania. Do something that can really fuck up someone's life because your life is over. They're four years old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then their parents are fucking up because they should be telling them like, listen, I know you really want to meet Mickey Mouse, but imagine the misery you could cause if you 
you dump piranhas into um, a YMCA swimming pool. I'm telling you right now, if you go to war with the Make-A-Wish kids, you're fighting that battle alone. Why? Why won't you help me with the Make-A-Wish kids? What are they so entitled to? Why do they get you know, special Jan, privileges? You're right. I, you're, I you're, didn't get right. anything like that when I was a kid. I went to Disney when I was four, and I had to be on a leash because I was always trying to eat rocks. You know... <laughs> On that note, <laughs> all right. Let's so, eat something a little so, better than rocks. So, as I'll start explaining what this is, um, as you guys know, you mentioned two, it last show, right? Yes, two weeks ago, um, or three weeks ago, I guess Ralph was going on a juice cleanse, um, and this was just uh, to help his body out and try something weird, and it was like a kale cleanse, and he was shitting a lot, and I. And then you said something about the you went over how it went you quit after five days and then you said something about how the best value in fast food is for the nutrition double, is, is for nutrition double is uh, the double burger. cheeseburger from McDonald's so I suggested why don't we do the the drink you're doing with a double cheeseburger in it and I said we would do it this week problem McDonald's doesn't serve cheeseburgers at this early so I just went to McDonald's and I figured the next best solution to put what what is in this first of all okay so yeah this is a drink because I still um I still bring it to uh work for a uh, breakfast and okay um it is a i i'm 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 sorry everyone you know we get to eat this delicious food a uh kale spinach uh mix it's kale and spinach i see grapes grapes lemon uh frozen peaches oh okay um stevia and i actually forgot to put it but i usually put in a table uh tablespoon of flaxseed okay so we have that do you want to grab the sandwich while i finish explaining exactly what this is So i have an idea what we should do I'm going to make it regular. You take a sip and just tell me what it tastes okay, like. Okay, and then you're going to put the... So since, they, we'll since the, they're not ser- serving cheeseburgers, what I had to get is the sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit from McDonald's, which somehow may be worse. So um, I'm actually going to get some video of this too, because why wouldn't I? All right. And we're going to um, set this up to see how disgusting this shit is, because I'm sure it's going to be horrendous. Um, so first, we're gonna. you said we're going to do the... Do yeah. it regular, right? Yeah. So, okay. Grab your microphone. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can do. I can do while sitting. All right. So, um, the first thing is the regular, regular ass, whatever the fuck, and it's probably gonna be heinous. Um. Okay. Um. This is gonna be loud, so it's not gonna be good for the air, but whatever. Who cares? You've listened to crap <laughs> so far. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. Well, I'll put it on the the blender, so everyone can actually see it. Okay. Ready? Here's the. Is it, yeah, it's recording now. So, um, this is the juice cleanse. Go. It's actually not picking it up that bad. Look at the levels. So we're mixing this. Um, you can barely hear it. Oh, you should have grabbed some of the solo cups from over there too. We can pour it into a solo cup. Okay. Okay. So, here's the first half of it. Now let me set up our camera. Just have, have a sip of it first, and then we'll put in the solo okay. cup afterwards. All right, so this is looks like uh, slime from Nickelodeon. Not bad. I could drink it's that. that bad, no, right? I could drink that. That's fine. Um, actually, you know what? It needs a little more uh, stevia in it, but we don't have it. Yeah. So, whatever. all right, now go go grab the. Um, we're gonna take the McDonald's sausage egg and cheese, and <sighs> see how that is. And I'm not expecting anything good to come from this. I, I, yeah, I, no one ever said I had good ideas, though. I, I rarely have them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so, and uh, Ralph, the best part of this is you don't like eggs. I hate eggs. I, I don't understand if anyone could dislike eggs, but... I wish I liked eggs, because I like... 
when you look at a breakfast, it looks delicious with just a fried egg on top. Yeah. I just don't like it. I um, I have a friend, uh, you know, Adrian, who he does not allow, he would not allow people to bring eggs into his cars because they smell like farts. Uh, so, I mean, it's a very, oh my God, look at this thing. <laughs> All right, so, and go. Uh, I don't think I could, uh, just the whole thing? Just crush it up in your hand over it and put it, yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Oh God! It's overflow too. <laughs> oh, lovely. So, all right, go ahead and uh, close that up, and uh... <laughs> oh no! Paper towels? I can get them. I I live here. It's not even that bad, is it? Oh goodness! <laughs> all right, dump that. Dump them. Uh, I need. A it's not going to catch if, you, if it's wet like that. Yeah. Here, use this piece of paper that we use to write notes about people we didn't want to record their names. <laughs> well, we have the name of the Yeah. Oh, God, this is going to be... So, um... Oh, look at... Ew, look inside of it. How gnarly. That looks like someone vomited. All right. If this just blows up everywhere, I'd be so mad. It changed color. Yeah, it, now it looks like baby poop. Or we have to finish it too, don't we? No, we're chugging it. We'll try. Ralph says we'll try to chug it. I'm sure this isn't great radio right now, but all right. Let's throw in some death nuts. Oh god! Oh. No, no, no. no I. For... Yeah, we need to save those for another user. Is it gross? <laughs> How does it smell? <laughs> Good. Dump some in. It smells like a vegan Burger King. Oh. <coughs> the sausage. The smell of it alone. I think we need to get a. We need to get a. Bring that over. I here. have a garbage can right here. <laughs> this is. Here, Ralph. Oh god. <laughs> All right, we got to cheers this, and um, this is a, a tribute to your upcoming uh, bachelor party, I guess. Um, <sighs> I'm taking the headphones off. All right, salute. Don't sniff it. Just do it. Drink as much as you can. Ah, salute. Go. I couldn't even get it down. That. <coughs> All right. That is hands down the worst thing I've ever tasted. That, though. Uh, this is episode. How, how do you describe the flavor? Let's Let's just. It kind of, it. You know what it tastes like. I'm crying. Look at my eyes. I'm crying. You took a big gulp. I took a pussy gulp. Dude, look at my cup. Look at the. Oh, okay. Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) These are my eyes. Oh, it's in my beard. Look, there's a tear running down my eye. So, I don't know how to describe Um, the taste. You know, if you uh, go to vacation over the weekend and you forgot to take your garbage out. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what the garbage starts to smell That's like. Yeah. What it, it tastes like the way garbage smells. Oh. We got to dump these out in the woods, this dude. Is this bad. is terrible. All right. Okay. So, for um, episode 17 of You Watch, I Listen, uh, I'm Dan Perosi. I'm Ralph. And we will see you on Thursday. We're doing a live show and a recording. So, peace out, guys. Oh, Thanks bye. for listening. Oh, dude. I don't know how you got that much in. Just, it, it touched my tongue and I immediately. I need to get paper towels. Oh. That was fucking heinous. Oh, I'm still recording. Shit. <laughs> I hit stop on the recording. Bye, guys.